Jesus said, My sheep hear my voice. I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Speaking to his flock in the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon, we join Archbishop Alexander Sample as he reflects upon our faith, culture, and life in the church on The Voice of the Shepherd. Joining Archbishop Sample is your host, Dina Marie Hale. And now, The Voice of the Shepherd. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to The Voice of the Shepherd. I'm Dina Marie Hale, your host, and with me in studio is Archbishop Alexander Sample. And today we're going to be talking about the amazing parish. And I hope that's at your parish. Archbishop, please help us begin in prayer. Yes, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, your Son Jesus, before he ascended back to your right hand, gave to the church the Great Commission to go forth and to make disciples of all the nations and baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And Father, your Son Jesus then promised that he would be with us always to the end of the world. Father, we ask you to help us fulfill this great commission which your Son left to us, his church, that we, especially in our part of your vineyard, may boldly and with faith and great love and zeal and fervor proclaim the good news, the gospel of your Son, Jesus Christ. May we see truly a new springtime in the church, Father. We ask that you take this radio time now and use it in whatever way you see fit, Father, to help further this mission here in the Archdiocese of Portland and even beyond, that we may be renewed and that we might once again take up that great commission to proclaim your Son's love and mercy for the world. All this we ask through the same Christ, our Lord. Amen. Holy Mary, our hope, star of the new evangelization. Pray for us. St. Joseph. Pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Well, Archbishop, we have shared a bit, and you've talked about the Surrender Novena, bringing the priests together for a special time to to gather together on conference and to really focus on the leadership in the church, Mm -hmm. evangelization, and just most recently, you and almost 20 other priests Mm -hmm. attending what was called an amazing parish conference in Kansas City, Kansas. <laughs> I love it. We had some good barbecue. <laughs> well, I bet you did. Um, and this happened in June. But isn't it amazing to see how this growth, this movement no. of the Holy Spirit, no. and that there is something of a seed right here mm-hmm. on the West Coast that I think is really helping to move this along. Uh, give us a sense of the amazing parish, because there are connections with what you've been working on uh, with Father John Ricardo and the Acts 29 mm-hmm. and, and all of these different ministries. They're coming together in conversion. Absolutely. And I, what I want our people to hear and, and I really want you folks to hear this clearly. I have come to firmly believe that God is doing something wonderful and new right here in Western Oregon, in this archdiocese. And I, I know we have a lot of our beloved listeners to the north there across the, the river in, in Washington, and, and, and uh, please don't, uh, I, 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 I am speaking largely to, to the flock entrusted to my care here in, in the archdiocese, but certainly it applies as well across the river. But God is doing something new and wonderful right here in the archdiocese of Portland, of all places. Mm-hmm. You know, 
we have been in the news, you know, <laughs> a little bit in the last year plus, and in not a very favorable way, mm-hmm. international news. I think it's marvelous. I think it is such a, 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 a it's so it's so godlike for God to do this that to spark something here of all places uh, of something new that He wants to do in His church and in His world. And yes, the Holy Spirit has been bringing something together here in Western Oregon like nothing I have ever seen. And I'm not making this happen. I'm surrendered to this. And again, it goes back, as you mm-hmm. said, Dina Marie, to that surrender novena. Right. I keep saying that Jesus, I surrender myself to you. You take, you take care, care of, of everything. <laughs> you take care of it. And he is. He mm-hmm. is. And what I want our people to hear is this. This isn't just your crazy archbishop <laughs> who's thinking this, you know, who's maybe all hyped up about this. Others are seeing it. Mm-hmm. Others are seeing it. These folks at Acts 29, Father John Ricardo and his team see it, and they tell us something is happening in the Archdiocese of Mm -hmm. Portland, something God is powerfully at work. The Amazing Parish folks, and we'll talk about that conference, Mm -hmm. the folks at Amazing Parish see it. God is doing something here, unique, special. And uh, even, even, you know, folks like Pat Lencioni, who who established and founded Amazing Parish, and, was, and his firm has been guiding me as a consultant here in the Archdiocese in, in the Pastoral Center offices. You know, he sees it, and his folks see it. Something is happening here, right here. So this Amazing Parish conference was part of this. And Amazing Parish, just, just so people know, what are you talking about, Amazing Parish? Amazing Parish is, and I don't like to call it a program, because it isn't a program. It's a movement. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like programs, to be perfectly honest with you. I, I don't like this idea that you have a canned program that you plug in and it's supposed to make everything right. You know, it's like, right. and believe me, as a bishop, I get stuff in the mail every week, a new video series, a new book, a new program that's going to save the church and is going to save the world, you know, and I, you know, thank you. We've already had a savior. His name is Jesus mm-hmm. Christ. He's the one who's saving so Amazing Parish is not a program, but it's, it's sort of a way of life mm-hmm. that, that, that they teach a parish leadership in terms of how to shepherd and lead a parish. So it really focuses largely on the priests, the pastors of parishes. And it's really trying to help those pastors build a leadership team around them that can support him and help him fulfill his mission as spiritual father to his community of, of, of the faithful, as an administrator, as a shepherd, to lead with, with boldness, with confidence, with courage. Uh, it's hard these days, Dina Marie. It's hard to be a shepherd these days. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's hard to be a pastor these days. You've got so many conflicting groups and people within the parish. You're... you're you know, you're criticized no matter what you do. Yeah. You know, and believe me, I, I experienced that here as the, mm-hmm. the archbishop. I mean, you know, it doesn't, uh, you know, I'm, <laughs> I just, uh, it just rolls off the back a little bit now after so many years, 15 years of being a bishop. But yeah, you know, I get criticized all the time for whatever decision you've just made or about to make or whatever, you, something you've written or something you've said. There's, so there's, there's so much criticism and divisiveness in the world today and quite honestly, and I know that 
you know, we shepherds really messed up bad in the whole scandal. And I get that. I, I don't take anything away from that, you know. But they're, but they're, and so I, on one level, you can kind of understand it. But there's just so uh, a lack of, I don't know, respect uh, for the office of, of the shepherd uh, anymore. Uh, we all get treated sometimes like we're elected public officials, you know, and they treat us as, as you would your governor or your senator or your mayor, uh, um, rather than the one that Christ has placed in your life to be your shepherd and spiritual father. So we want to help these pastors. We want to strengthen them. We want to surround them with a leadership team that will support them, will help them, will challenge each other, will become like a family instead of a staff. And that's one of the principles of Amazing Mm -hmm. Parish and X 29, that a staff has to be more than a staff. It has to be a team. It has to be a family. Uh, working together for the same mission. And if we can surround our pastors with leadership teams that will make them much more effective in their role as spiritual father, shepherd, pastor, that's going to help them tremendously and have confidence and courage in being bold, you know, pastors for our time. Uh, so, so a lot of it is 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 based on just very sound. Um, you know, leadership principles, team building principles, um, yes, even business principles, mm-hmm. human dynamics of, of trust and right. building trust with, with other people um, and how to do that and how to lead, how to have meetings. You know, most of us, I've spent most of my life hating meetings. Mm-hmm. And yet meetings are supposed to be something that we look forward to that are really going to make something happen. Uh, so how to do a, a, a how to have a good meeting, but all immersed, of course, in the gospel of Christ uh, and, and our mission, because we've got the greatest mission on the face of the earth, you know, to proclaim yes. the gospel of Jesus Christ. So what what we did was, and this is kind of a unique approach. Mm-hmm. Normally, Amazing Parish just reaches out to pastors all across the country. They vet these pastors, they invite them to the conference, and they put them through. This is the first time that a this has been coordinated on such a large scale by a, a diocese. So I, as the, the archbishop, I identified a group of priests to be part of this first cohort to put through this process. So having come off the Acts 29 retreat that we talked about that had such a profound influence, impact on our presbyterate, now to take this first cohort identified all across the archdiocese, geographically, age-wise, culturally, to bring this group together as a first cohort to put through this process, I took them there with me. And I went with them. Uh, so it was 18 pastors plus two associate pastors, so 20 priests. And with these priests bringing their lay leadership teams from their parishes, and including some deacons, ordained ministers, to come to this conference together and, and to be a part of this experience. So what's unique about this is that the Archdiocese of Portland was the largest represented uh, group in the whole, in the whole room. I think there was five, 600 people there. Uh, we had these 20 priests with me, but also then with, uh, I think we had about 70 people total from Portland. People were noticing that. Yeah. It's like, wow, <laughs> what's going on in Portland? You know, here's the bishop with his yeah. team, with his priests, with the lay leaders. We had a little rally moment there mm. uh, during it where I just called all of the uh, the priests and the lay people who had come and the deacons uh, together in one spot, and we just we just I gave them a little fervorino, and I reminded them that 
You're not here to be part of a program. You are on the cutting edge right now of what God is doing in Western Oregon and renewing his church mm-hmm. and, and, and setting our, our hearts on fire for what's, what's coming. So this is just the first cohort, and I fully intend and hope uh, there's already priests expressing a desire and interest in being part of the second cohort, and I'll, I'd love to take them there next summer you know, and just keep building. And the idea here, Dina Marie, is that we, we have a cohesiveness. See, we as priests, so often we're, we feel like lone rangers. You know, one of the you know, biggest complaints, uh, what we hear from priests, and this is something Acts 29, Father Ricardo points out so clearly, you know, that you know, priests say things like, I'm all on my own out here. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, who's going to back me up? Right. You know, and, uh, you know, they, they feel isolated. They feel alone. They feel like they're not going to, nobody's got their back. Uh, we got to change that. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm trying to do. And that's, you know, by calling these priests together, I want them to know I've got your back. And we're going to do this together. Mm-hmm. We're not going to be isolated anymore. We're not going to be lone rangers anymore. We're not going to be on our own anymore. We're going to be united. We're going to be one. We're going to be supporting each other. We're going to be going through this experience together. We're going to have the same vision. We're going to have the same mission. We're all going to be on the same page as we move this local church forward in proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ uh, again and with renewed vigor, zeal, uh, fervor, love. I'm just... I am just so excited uh, about what God is 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 doing. Yeah, I, I it was a great experience, but it's all part of this. It's the surrender and obedience and turning everything everything over to Jesus and how the Holy Spirit has suddenly just stepped in. I feel like I've said this before. I think I said in the program, it's like, okay, sample, finally you've gotten out of my way. <laughs> right. And I don't know if I shared in a previous program what a, a bishop that I, a good friend of mine said. Uh, he's been having kind of a similar experience of surrender to the Lord and I, I may have shared this on the program, I don't remember, but I'll uh, say it again. The Holy Spirit very clearly said to this bishop, and he, he, I don't know if he heard voices, but he very clearly came to him, the Holy Spirit saying to him, listen, you, I do not work for you. You work for me. And that's kind of a similar experience mm-hmm. I've been having. The Holy Spirit doesn't work for me. I work for him. And I have to surrender myself to him. But the minute I did that, that's when all of this started coming together. When I think about where I was a year ago, where this archdiocese was a year ago, when I began working with uh, Chris uh, Jensen from the table group, which is Pat Lencioni's secular business group consultant. I, that's how this all started. I began working with him, and then Amazing Parish got involved, Acts 29 got involved, Dr. Bob Shooks is involved in giving our convocation to our priests this October. Now we're building with the lay leadership. When I think of what has happened in a year, mm-hmm. it's amazing to me. And I didn't make any of this happen. I didn't plan any of this. All of this came to me. And there are other pieces that I can't share right now that are also beginning to fall into place. And it's just, the Lord just keeps dropping things in our lap. And I think he wants to make something incredible mm-hmm. happen here. And we're going to lead I mean, this may sound arrogant, but we're going to lead in this country uh, by what we do here in the Archdiocese of Portland. When you say that, Archbishop, I have to smile a bit, having some history with Modern Day Radio and and knowing that in Portland, Oregon, was the first lay-owned and operated radio station, Mm -hmm. you know, Catholic lay-owned and Mm -hmm. operated, to see the fervor of the laity, to know we've got to proclaim our faith, we've got to use the media of the day, and at that 
time, radio was the way to communicate. It still is the way to communicate. And see, there's these little sparks. We have an amazing seminary, you know, the Benedictines' history to help train our, our seminarians and priests. There's so many beautiful gems mm-hmm. that this particular archdiocese has. Yeah, you know, and that's a good point, Dina Marie. And I want to make this very, very clear. Because I, I, in my enthusiasm... Uh, in speaking about what the Holy Spirit is doing right now, I, I realize that I can come across as if to communicate that, well, not much has been happening here until now. And in fact, one of the priests pointed that out during the Acts 29 conference, you know, that, you know, let's not forget those who have gone before us and who have built uh, this local church and have handed on to us the responsibility in mm-hmm. our time. So my dear friends out there, I don't in any way mean to imply or, or, or indicate that not much has been happening in, in Western Oregon all these years until now. Uh, and that, you know, under my watch, you know, something great is happening. Please, please. That's the last message I want to send. Uh, I stand on the shoulders of giants who have gone before me uh, and we all do. We all do stand on the shoulders of our ancestors in the faith here in Western Oregon who made tremendous sacrifices and who suffered greatly for the faith here. And that's what's made them strong. So I don't mean to, to in any way diminish the good things that God has been doing here through many good people over, over you know, 175 years we are this year. But I also don't want to deny yeah. that God is doing something new mm-hmm. now in our time, and we're a part of it. And we're all a part of it, it's not just me. Right. It's all of us together. God wants us to do something new and different in this time, and we have to be ready for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, building, you know, again, on the foundation that's been, been laid for us. Absolutely. You know, and as you talk about this, I think about the relationship of the laity with our priests, that that we really are the ones who are called to work with our priests, our deacons, the leadership, to grow those amazing parishes. It's not like, I'm going to watch and see how that amazing parish grows. Mm -hmm. I'm supposed to be a part of that. And that we all are part of that making disciples. Um, And I just, maybe you can reflect a little bit as as you all came home, and here's these 20 priests. I love it because they're spread all over, Mm -hmm. north, south, east, west, in the Archdiocese of Portland, touching so many lives, that there's this plan moving forward. Okay, we're going to continue to move forward and continue to spread this 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 zeal, this hopefulness, mm-hmm. um, but also to build more unity. And I think that's such the key is this unity that yeah. we're all here as a body of Christ. Right, exactly. And, and the good thing about Amazing Parish is as they work with these pastors, they begin working with them before the conference. Um, they have they have little cohorts uh, among the priests, the smaller groupings among the priests. And so they begin to already meet together. Of course, we now we know how to do Zoom, so it's like, wow, you know, this, <laughs> this right. helps a lot. So in preparation for the conference, the priests are in different smaller groupings, and they begin to prepare and get some coaching in, in, in to lead into the conference to get them ready for it. And, the, and those cohorts involve not just our priests together, but our priests joined with priests from other parts of the country. You know, so we get that. In fact, I'd run into a priest, you know, at the amazing uh, parish conference in Kansas City, and when a priest would come up, he says, oh, yeah, I'm in the same court with Father so-and-so from your archdiocese, you know, and so it kind of creates a, a national mm-hmm. kind of uh, a dynamic as well. <clears throat> but so they begin working with the priest before. They have the experience at the conference, which is, is a real intense experience. It, it was really, it was work, believe me. Mm-hmm. It was a lot of work. 
But now they follow up. Amazing Parish will follow up with the priests and continue to coach them in implementing the principles and that that they learned at the conference to help build their leadership team. Every parish is unique, so they have their own challenges in that. And we continue to work with Acts 29. And Acts 29, we'll be doing a lot of follow-up work with our priests and, and as we move forward. And they're working with my leadership team here in the Archdiocese as well, uh, uh, Acts 29 is, and with my consultant, Chris, from, from the table group. Yes, yeah, so there's, there's going to be a lot of, of, of building. In other words, this, this, is, this is why I don't like programs. Or This isn't about a program. You implement the magic program and it just, you know, like I said, all the problems are solved. No, this is, this is we, we continue to build. We build on the momentum that we're, we're, we've created. We continue to unite. We continue to, to share resources, to equip these priests and the laity now, mm-hmm. and we'll, that'll begin to spread. Now I'm looking at ways to just bring this message of, of the new evangelization and the proclamation of the gospel to all of the people of the Archdiocese. And that's where there might be some other exciting pieces mm-hmm. uh, falling into place now as I speak. But you're right, Dina Marie, it's about unity. Mm-hmm. It's about unity. A unified message. And we have, we have, we have been divided and splintered far too long. And that's the tool of the enemy. He wants to divide us. Look at what's happened in our country. Mm-hmm. Good heavens. This div- political division, and I've said this in a program before, I can't even watch the national cable news shows anymore. I just can't watch it. It just, I just, I can't take it anymore. I just can't take it. You know, and my life is so much more peaceful without it. And I pray better. And my relationship in my holy hour is so much more peaceful. You know, because you, we shouldn't let our, 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 our sphere of anxiety and worry exceed our sphere of influence. I can't do anything about what's going on in the national political scene, but I can take care of the faithful and, and those even that we're proclaiming the gospel to in Western Oregon. So we've got to get over this mm-hmm. divide. And let me tell you something. This political divide in our country has infected the church, and I mm-hmm. saw it so up close and ugly uh, during this pandemic year. Mm-hmm. We saw people's ideologies and politics being played out uh, in the in the spiritual realm with regard to the pandemic, and uh, we're we're still pretty divided. And we've got to heal, brothers and sisters. We have got to come together. The enemy is absolutely dancing in hell with joy when we are pitted against each other. We've got to defeat him. We can't let him put us into that place. So we need to come together. We need to be united. We can't have this, well, our parish is this way and we do this and we're out of, we do our own thing over here. We can't have that anymore. We are the church of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. We are the body of Christ in Western Oregon. The, the primary church in the archdiocese is the archdiocesan church, is the one church in the archdiocese of Portland, the, the, the Catholic faithful, who are west of the Cascade, the summit of the Cascades in Oregon. That's us. That's the church here. Parishes are there to provide for the local needs of our people as they are spread out. Because I can't be in every parish on every weekend. I can't, you know, minister to all of them. So that's why I have my priests who join with me and my principal co-workers. But the primary church is the diocesan mm-hmm. church. Not the parish church. And mm-hmm. I think people forget that sometimes. They think that the diocese is sort of a confederation of parishes. Mm-hmm. 
No, 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 no. The local church is the diocese, and the parishes are, are derived from the, the diocesan church. That's why we have to be united. That's why we have to be one, one with each other, one with our pastors, and yes, one with our bishop. If we could do that, mm-hmm. my gosh, we would absolutely transform Western Oregon. Believe me. I've said this yeah. from the same moment I got here. If we could unite as the Catholic faithful, the Catholic Church in Western Oregon, and really, as I say, get our act together and get on the same page and get united and get enthused and get some zeal and fervor and direction and mission and vision, we're going to change this place. And that's what I—that's really what I think God is, is, is trying to do here. Yeah. In the unchurched Northwest, right. this is where God is going to spark something new. You know, and I think this is the way God works. Absolutely. Well, you know, and as we come to a close, Archbishop, I just want to invite you because I know it all begins in prayer, right? It continues in prayer. Everything, every endeavor that we embark upon, it begins with a conversation with the Lord. It begins with really surrendering our hearts. Mm -hmm. Okay, get me out of the way and help Mm -hmm. the Lord Jesus Christ work through this. And, And your invitation for us, those of us who are listening... We're part of this. Absolutely. That we take ownership. Absolutely. And how can, how can my gifts, my gifts as a housewife, as a businessman, as a college student, as a 12-year-old going through school, how can I be part of this mm-hmm. church? And your invitation for us to begin to pray Absolutely. and join you And I this. think that more and more we'll see, I mean, I, we're starting with our priests, yes. but more and more we'll see this unfold and it will envelop everybody. Everybody has to participate in this mission. But right now, you're right, Dina Marie, prayer, yeah. prayer, prayer, prayer. I just keep going to prayer every morning and saying, Lord, show me. Yeah. Show me the next step. Yeah. Show me the next step. I don't know what I'm gonna where we're gonna be six months from now. Show me. Show me the way. Trust. 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 Okay. If you haven't started that surrender novena, now is the time. We've been talking about it <laughs> for the last. It. Keep praying that surrender. We're still into it, so I love it. And let's continue. We'll close this time, right. Archbishop, in prayer. Lord, I ask your abundant grace and blessing upon all of your wonderful sons and daughters that you created in your own image and likeness here in this part of your wonderful vineyard, Lord, I ask that you fill them with love. Help them to know that they are beloved sons and daughters of yours, and that is who they are. That is their identity, and set their hearts on fire for the evangelization that you're asking of us now. And may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit come down upon all of you, your families and loved ones, and be with you this day and forever. Amen. Amen. And thank you for listening to The Voice of the Shepherd on Mater Dei Radio. We look forward to sharing with you again next week. For Archbishop Alexander Sample, I'm Dina Marie Hale. Until our next encounter, may you have a blessed week. You've been listening to The Voice of the Shepherd with Archbishop Alexander Sample, a production of the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon. To subscribe to this podcast and access to all of our past shows, visit moderndayradio.com. Please email your comments and questions for the show to info at archdpdx.org. Learn more about the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon online at archdpdx.org. Peace be with you.